the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Oh, 5 p.m. I am live at my desk with papers all around me. Imran's popping in and out. He had a hard day at work today, so I'm in the conference room. I don't think I've said a word to you all day today, Imran. <laughs> even, we've just kind of like looked at each other and, and kind of uh, kind of nodded. But, uh, you know, everyone wants to know the inside scoop about the life of a lawyer. Imran, well, what was the late today like? For you? I literally haven't yeah. said a word to you all day. Uh, today, well, you know, I had, we had two new clients coming in, two new clients coming in, signing that up, and then I'm working on a big motion. <clears throat> tell them, hold cent. on, tell them what kind of clients yeah, they are. Yeah, I was about to get to that. So they are uh, two individuals. By the way, th- yeah. this is not <laughs> staged. Like, the, the show came on, and I'm like, oh, wow, there's Imran, the guy who I've seen in the conference room all day, but haven't said even good morning to. Because we're all in your office. So good yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah, Joni's yeah, so, here, of course. Go ahead. So. So there are two uh, claims for Camp Lejeune. So if you've been hearing, you probably heard attorneys uh, advertising for those Camp Lejeune claims. If you or someone you loved uh, were in Camp Lejeune in a specific time period uh, uh, for at least 30 days and you were drinking the water, you know, you have a possible claim if you had uh, unfortunately got sick with cancer or something like that. And you should consider calling us. Uh, because we're we're talking about we're handling those cases, so we had one of those. I had one of those uh, or two of those, uh, and I'm a little lack of sleep now. So my big thing, Arthur, yeah. well, is that no, when I have I know all can decide. Imran was here yesterday. I did speak to you yesterday, but you were dressed. <clears throat> excuse me, you were dressed down. You didn't have your suit on Casual like you do Monday. today. And you well, you said you were going to be here working late last yeah. night. I had to leave early because it was Arthur's birthday. So you were working on the Fifty Cent yeah. answer, right? Yeah, Fifty Cent. We have a, a big post-trial brief that's due this week. Uh, and then I woke up. This is the thing, I, what I do. When I got a lot of stuff on my mind, I wake up in the middle of the night and I start working. Uh, so at 2 a.m., uh, I was back up again. I was working. But, you know, sometimes I don't know if this happens to you, Arthur. I know you've said that some of the best work you do is those early morning hours. You know, the, the juices are, are When I flowing. say early morning, I don't mean like Noel Downey early morning, like 5 a.m., <laughs> 6 a.m. I mean midnight, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. You get the juices sort of flowing. I had a little sleep in between. Then I woke up fresh, and uh, but now I'm all worn down again. But I'm pumped because we got a, a, a lot of good things going on here at the firm. And, of got, course, your show's killing it, and I'm uh, excited for you. I got some snuff from Iceland if you need to, <laughs> to keep the, the presidential. What's it called? The pres- Presidente or Presidential? Well, honestly, while I have you here, the story that I wanted to lead off with today. By the way, folks, that was not like a staged commercial. That, that's just genuine radio going, live radio going on. Um, the uh, Judge Porzio in the great 
forgotten borough of Staten Island issued a ruling today. And I'm going to just read a, a portion of it because we've gotten so many calls on this topic. Being vaccinated does not prevent an individual from, from contracting or transmitting COVID-19. As of the day of this decision, which was yesterday, CDC guidelines regarding quarantine and isolation are the same for vaccinated and, and unvaccinated individuals. The petitioners should not have been terminated for choosing not to protect themselves. We have learned through the course of the pandemic that the vaccine against COVID-19 is not absolute. Breakthrough cases occur even for those who have been vaccinated and boosted. So basically, Iran, what they said here, what the Judge Porzio said, is that uh, everyone who got fired from the city of New York. Do you know this? Did you see this? Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't. But I'm familiar no, it's, with the it's, litigation. In so general, the yeah. judge ruled in their favor uh, of the city employees that got fired and ordered that, that they be back, tied, wow. uh, back paid. Um, he also made a little comment that they, it, the rule was supposed to be in effect for private uh, entities, but it was never enforced. And and it, and the, the government acknowledged they didn't have the manpower to enforce it. So he's saying, like, how could it be fair that people who work for the city, uh, although he acknowledged the health commissioner has certain powers to institute certain uh, requirements, they can't. He, he ruled that they cannot go. This Department of Health and Mental Hygiene acted outside of its part powers mm-hmm. because it created new terms of employment for public workers. A health commissioner cannot create new conditions of employment. So the result is that the, in, the everyone who got fired is reinstated with back pay uh, effective at six o'clock this morning. Wow! So at six a.m. On October the 25th, 2022, those people who had lost their jobs, they were allowed to go back to their jobs, start getting paid anew, and then they should be getting back pay. Pretty big deal. Yeah, no, big deal, big deal. And, you know, especially since a lot of the people who were laid off, you know, were first responders and members of law enforcement. and Got some teachers thrown in the mix. Exactly, teachers. And that's that's great that they're going to be back on the job. And, you know, listen, the way I look at it with, with the pandemic, it was a scary time. People were sort of not knowing how to handle it. But now you you see the courts really filtering through with decisions and trying to get us back on track and, and of course, getting the city back on track, which is most important. So speaking of the courts where Imran and I hang out, the one that I hang out a little bit more than he does, although he's very <laughs> he knows a lot about criminal law, is behind um, uh, 100 Center Street. You know, in that park behind there, the Columbus Park, there's a uh, I believe that's I, 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 yeah, yeah, Columbus that's, Park. that yep. is Columbus Park, right? So there's always a lot of activity in there amongst the Chinese-American community. Like, it's packed, right? Well, what is it? It's a little little gambling going on. A lot of gambling going on. (laughs) So the headline today, at 4.30 this afternoon, all bets are off. New York City cracks down on casino-like gaming in the Chinatown Park. And they showed a a whole bunch of pictures taking down the tents and and throwing people out of there uh, for, uh, you know, doing the gaming that's going on in there. Now... I, it's a cool effort, but, it, you know, I try to keep this show positive. If you go, go on any of the apps right now about the news, there's a lot worse stuff going down in the city of New York than these people who are gaming. And it's – we're going to touch on it a little later on the program. Uh, Sam Bolin brought an uh, article to my attention about marijuana sales and how – they're going on illegally everywhere. Gambling, it, it, it falls into the same 
category. If you don't crack down on the illegal gambling, on the illegal marijuana, then the financial gains of the of, to the taxes and all of this is never going to happen. It's never going to come to fruition. So if you're letting people sell weed illegally, then the guys who are doing it the right way are going to go out of business. If you let people gamble illegally and you're going to turn your back on them, then the legal gambling places, now they're not going to go out of business because it is such an addiction. Um, I am such a party pooper on gambling. You don't gamble. I've never seen you gamble. No, just, you know, some fun here and there, but nothing serious. When? What when what's yeah, here and there? A little roulette down in. in, in All right, but you're like making an effort, there. man. I, I there yeah. are kids. Uh, someone told me who's involved with this deal, with this world of of helping people who gamble. They're waking up at three o'clock in the morning to gamble on some oh, race. Yeah, 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 and the and like some race in 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 China. Wow. In some other part of the world where it's you know three o'clock in the afternoon. And, I mean, they're real, real, real addicts, especially the younger people who think this is how they're going to get rich. You know, I'm going to make a living being a gambler. I mean, that's you, what, twice a year you go to Atlantic City to gamble? Yeah, it's roulette? a little fun, but I, I do know someone. I've had someone close, a friend of mine who went really deep in gambling, and I saw the destruction in terms of uh, his finances and what it did to his family. It's uh, it, it really could rise to... A real serious problem. Yeah, more than that. I mean, it, it, it wrecks families. So I guess I applaud the city of New York because it's a different agency that goes after the gambling in the park. But, you know, obviously there's no secret that there was a big uh, summit this weekend at Gracie Mansion. They addressed uh, the crime issues. I'm not going to go that deep into it today because I want to get more knowledge on what took place. And I'm actually doing that tonight. I'm going to dinner with some folks from the administration and I'm going to get the scoop on what took place this weekend. I most likely would have been there uh, at Gracie Mansion this weekend, but it was Arthur Idala's birthday and uh, Arthur Idala the third, the little guy's birthday. And when you have a Sicilian mother like my uh, my son does, as as I do. Um, the firstborn, especially the male firstborn for the mother, the birthday is basically, it's a national holiday. <laughs> so we started on Saturday at, uh, the happy farm, something happy, something farms in, in Jersey. And we did basically, I just ran with Arthur and his friend Lincoln for, I don't know, more hours than I can remember, but we had a great meal at Aunt Butchie's, Aunt Butchie's, our own Aunt Butchie's, Billy's brother's restaurant is in wow. New Jersey. We ate very well there. Um, Johnny Beach came by and said hello. And then on Sunday, we went to another place that I, a name I'm going to forget, uh, also in New Jersey, a little closer, where it was all like trampolines and climbing walls. Wow. So I did that Saturday and Sunday. And I gotta be honest with you, there's very minimal alcohol involved. I think on Saturday I had a glass of wine or two at dinner. And Sunday, I don't think I drank anything. I didn't drink anything. And then I went to the the, the Yankee game with Luca. I gotta tell you, Imran, I'm hurting yesterday, man. Just physically like hurting. I spoke to Fabi a little while ago on the phone. That's our partner, Diana. I go, let me tell you something, Diana. I go, this old age thing is for the birds. <laughs> and she goes, who are you calling old? Because I think she may be a couple of weeks older than I am. I was like, me? I'm like, you know, I used to be able to run all weekend and jump and do, I'm on the trampoline, I'm on the climbing wall, I'm lifting off the daddy's shoulders and all of this stuff, and I'm fine. Oof, man, my you neck, my, yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely, definitely feeling, you know, you're ahead of the game age-wise with the kids and all that, but, and uh, whatever. It's, so one last story I want to cover. I had no... No intent of keeping Imran Ansari here, but I know you got to go inside to work. But, you know, I haven't spoken to you all day. I might as well talk to you on the air. 
Um, the Department of Transportation boss touts car-free future despite New Yorkers' subway crime fears. New York City's transportation boss proclaimed a car-free future on Tuesday as he called for an expansion of the Big Apple's controversial COVID-era street closures and outdoor dining program. Quote, the future New York City is going car-free, Commissioner Yadanis Rodriguez told reporters at a press conference touting the city's Open Streets initiative, which he said helped boost economic recovery. His pledge to lure New Yorkers out of cars came despite heightened fears over the city's startling high subway crate. Great, sorry. The system is on track to see a record number of homicides this year. Well, obviously, that's scary news about the homicides. New York's never going to go car-free. I mean, that's ridiculous on so many levels, especially delivery car-free. And how are they going to deliver stuff all over the place? You're not a car guy into the city. Unless you got, unless you go to Jersey in the afternoon. Yeah, no, no, no. I got the, no, I got the Alpha. You got right, the Alpha, right? right. Yeah, you, you got know. the Red Alpha. Yeah, I know yeah. every once in a while when Jack Reno's in town, you guys go to lunch in Jersey and you sometimes bring the we alpha. do that. Yeah, yeah. So the, you bring the, alpha, the, uh, the Red Alpha in. I, yeah, I usually but, have to bounce around a little bit. So um, we have a great show coming up. I have uh, it's Times Square Tuesday, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, last time, last week's Times Square uh, Tuesday, which is outside. And Imran, I was so. Happy that you were so excited. And then we're going to talk to Dr. Charles A. Popkin, who's going to talk about childhood injuries in sports. So you don't want to go anywhere. Stay tuned. We're going to talk about Connors and Sullivan next. Let's talk about our friends at Connors and Sullivan. We all know that planning for the future is important. We all know that we need to be protected. If you're not around to make the decisions, who will? Are your assets protected from probate and nursing home costs? The time to plan is now. You need to know about wills and trusts and power of attorneys and healthcare proxies and living wills, your overall estate plan. How are you going to learn about them? Very, very simple. Mike Connors could not make it any more simple. Attend a Connors and Sullivan free seminar and have all your questions answered by Mike Connors himself. Tomorrow, October the 26th at the Greenhouse Cafe in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 7 p.m. And Thursday, October 27th at Bocelli's on Staten Island at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. If you can't make it to any of these free seminars, call Connors and Sullivan at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500, and you'll get your own free office appointment. Don't forget, folks, what Mike Connors always tells us, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732 so we're going to talk about another great Italian-American and Italian-American business here in the state of New York, the state of New Jersey, because for over 35 years, the Faccia Bennett family has been providing insurance advice to business uh, and individuals in New York and New Jersey. Let me tell you something. Insurance is something that's very complicated and you really need to be an expert, a specialist in that field. And 
J.A. Fachibeni Insurance Associates have been doing that for 35 years. Their personal insurance team can design a bundled insurance program to cover your home, your auto, and valuable items. This approach can save you over 15%. Their business team will become your trusted advisor. They will help you build the insurance program that's right for your business. J.A. Fachibeni Insurance Associates believe you should never be surprised at a time of loss, and all claims should be settled quickly and fairly. If you are looking for an insurance advocate to be your voice, call Joe, otherwise known as Giuseppe Facciabeni, directly at 800-937-5515. That's 800-937-5515. The Facciabeni family would like to thank AM970, our very own AM970, for their support of Italian American Heritage Month, and they'd like to thank the Columbus Citizens Foundation. There it is in New York City, and we were dancing in the streets one week ago last night, uh, uh, tonight I should say, on this Tuesday, uh, we were dancing in the streets of Times Square, and everyone who listened to that, uh, the one word I guess that was consistent was fun. They were like, you know, you guys sounded like you had so much fun. Um, I will tell you from a broadcaster's point of view, it is very difficult to know uh, like how the broadcast is coming out, coming across, because I don't want to use the word pandemonium, but, you know, there's a lot going on down there. I mean, think about it, folks. If you just go to Times Square as a civilian and you just stand there and look around, there's a lot going on. I mean, there may not be any place in the world um, where there's not a specific event going on, where you're not at the Kentucky Derby or you're not at a baseball or a football game or a rock concert where you're just standing there and it's just like it's their normal in Times Square is on a whole other level uh, than anywhere else that I know of. Uh, I would say the closest I came to were some places in Tokyo. Um, so it, it was hard for me, you know, uh, regarding the show and people are like, well, you know, immediately thereafter, how do you think it went? How do you think it went? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. But then I got a whole bunch of feedback on all platforms that, uh, oh, my God, the show was great. The show was great. Uh, I think Joan's father wrote to me it was the best show that he heard us do ever. Uh, and, um, uh, and But everyone was saying, it sounds like you had so much fun. You had so much fun. You had so much fun. So who do I want to have fun with? I wanted to have fun with the head of the Times Square Alliance, my co-host last Tuesday on Times Square Tuesday, Tom Harris. Hello, Tom. Welcome to the show. How are you, Arthur? Thanks for having me. And yes, it was a fantastic night in Times Square. It was really exciting. The energy level was high. And, you know, there was so much in that intro. But what I'll comment on is there is no place in the world like Times Square. And thank you very much for, for being there and for, uh, for experiencing it with us. Uh, listen, it was, it was an honor. It was a privilege. And it was also a, kind of a, a lifetime event. I mean, I don't know. I, I, wouldn't, I don't know. I wouldn't say it was on my bucket list like 
Going to Antarctica is on my bucket list. Taking my kids on a safari to Africa is on my bucket list. I'm not going to lie and say, oh, yeah, I woke up every morning thinking, like, how can I broadcast from Times Square? But, Tom, in all, with all sincerity, when you and I were doing it side by side, you know, I was like, this is pretty cool. You know, <laughs> my partner Imran came over at one point. And he's like, dude, look what you're doing. You're broadcasting a, a New York City drive time radio show on a top rated uh, station live from Times Square. It was it was very cool. So, Tom, thank you very much for me. You, you're the one who made it happen. So I appreciate that very much. And you had a fantastic team. And let me tell you, the one comment that I heard was author fits in in Times Square. Uh, well, I mean, I told you, I, I really, I really enjoy it when, you know, I, I am such a, a supporter of this city. Um, after the pandemic, when certain restaurants that I usually frequented, when I found out they opened, um, you know, I was there the first day that they opened, uh, when Bruce Springsteen was the first one and correct me if I'm wrong to come back to Broadway. Um, wasn't he like amongst the first Didn't he do like a special show that he, that he was among of- the first to come back. Yes. And I, I jumped in. I, and so not only did I go to the show, but uh, after the show, I then went to the Red Steps, right where you and I were uh, with my son, with Luca. And I just stood on the top of those steps. And I was like, I mean, back then, Tom, you know, Times Square maybe had 20 percent of, of what it was the night that you and I were there a week ago. But I said, Luca, look, I was like this, you know, this is the heart of New York City. It's arguably the heart of the, the planet Earth. I was like, and you see how few people are here. I said, trust me. In a year from now, there'll be a lot more people here. And sure enough, uh, throw out some of those numbers that you threw out last week in terms of capacity back in Times Square. Uh, so we had 375,000 people uh, last Sunday night, which was 13% over 2019 numbers. So we are definitely Fantastic. back. And, and thanks to you and, and all of your efforts in, in just um, reigniting this city. We're doing our best, as you as you know, Tom. You know, I had my whole law firm back uh, the the Tuesday of after Labor Day of 2020, dressed like lawyers in suits and ties, and you know, I didn't want to hear it. I said, you know, we're going to fight through this, and we did. And yes, I I tried a murder case with a mask on, which was a little weird. I did federal arguments with a mask on or a face shield on, but. You know, we carried on and we pushed through and we showed why, you know, we're New Yorkers. Um, Tom, while I have you on here, the head of the Times Square Alliance on Times Square Tuesday on the Author Idola Power Hour on AM 970, The Answer. All this rumbling I heard over the weekend about a casino. Is there a casino coming to Times Square? Is there a casino coming to Times Square? And I will tell you, I have the luxury of not having to rely on what I read in the newspaper or listen to on some other radio show. I get to ask... Tom Harris, the head of the Times Square Alliance. What's the story with a casino coming to Times Square? So just between us, as long as you don't tell anyone. Okay, I, I won't tell anyone. <laughs> I, I don't know. So, um, look, I, I know that SL Green has, has a fantastic proposal uh, that they're, they're pitching in partnership with Caesars. Uh, the Times Square Alliance represents all of the businesses in Times Square. And as you could imagine... The only drama in Times Square is not on the stages. It plays out on our streets, and there are different views, different opinions on this. So the Times Square Alliance is, is, is not going to take a public position on this. We're going to listen to everyone, and we're going to help try to facilitate the conversations. Well, so, I, in, um, in, 
in legal news, on that. In, in legal news, I read in uh, Cranes that uh, the Applebee's of Times Square was ordered to pay uh, nearly $7 million in unpaid rent. Um, and it was served an eviction notice. Do uh, are you aware of this, Mr. Uh, yes, Mr. I saw that in the paper as well. Okay. So obviously things are happening on all fronts in Times Square. Uh, obviously we, nobody wants to have any vacancies there. So I am hopeful that App- Applebee's will be ordered, uh, will be able to negotiate something whereby it's it, it, it stays in place. And if it doesn't, by, for some reason, I'm guessing you'll have people lined up, especially with the numbers you just said about the traffic in Times Square, that will have people lined up to take over that space. Yes, and as 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 we talked about in in other shows, there's there's been a lot of interest in in the um, retail in Times Square, especially with the restaurants. We have we have a lot of new and exciting restaurants that have just opened and are going to open up. And and while I'm hopeful that that Applebee's um, works out an agreement, I know that someone will be following them that will take advantage of all the Times Square has to offer, and and especially the foot traffic. Well, I will tell you, when we left you last Tuesday night, uh, thanks to uh, Mr. Pooh, Don Pooh, we, we walked over to um, the Brooklyn Chop House. Now, it was a Tuesday night in early October. And you didn't Tom, invite me? It was packed. There was, but there would have been no room for you. I mean, he was nice enough. He <laughs> saved us an area. But when I say packed, it's two levels. I don't think there was a seat to be had if we were just civilians strolling on in there. I don't think there would be any any room for us. And I'm I'm not exaggerating. It was absolutely full. Um, we just stayed at the bar and had some some libations. But I was so happy to see it. And and our restaurants are are crowded. Our restaurants are packed. There have been restaurants some that we had on that night that I just called up to get a reservation on a Saturday night and I couldn't get a reservation. And, and today I had, I had to meet someone south of our district for, for lunch and we were the only two people in the place. So that we are certainly doing better than, than a lot of places and, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they were crowded that night. So before we go, Tom Harris of the Times Square Alliance, I ha- we have to talk about crime. I believe you have some sure. sort of an update coming from the mayor based on the summit they had this weekend. So I'm actually leaving as, so- as soon as I finish with, with this. I'm, I'm heading over to a meeting tonight with the mayor and, and with some of the commissioners that we're going to discuss crime and, and some solutions. So I know that this is front of mind um, for for Mayor Adams, for his administration. We had a, a call, the community had a call with Deputy Mayor Banks last week, and we're going to do a walkthrough of, of the neighborhood. Um, crime is certainly front of mind in the city, and it's front of mind in, in Times Square. People should remember that Tom Harris, the head of the Times Square Alliance, Times Square Alliance was also an inspector in the NYPD, which is a very high rank. So we're in good hands uh, all the way around. Thank you, Tom Harris. I appreciate it. We had a lot of fun. I, I'm thinking in the spring we do it again. And I know you, you we focused on restaurants. I'd love to get a couple of the Broadway shows to sit down and have a little chat with us. That would be fantastic. And maybe next time you could take me out to dinner with you. Whatever you need, my man. I didn't take anyone out All to right. dinner. It was just a drink, Tom. You didn't miss that much. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Good luck Tom. tonight with the mayor. Send my regards. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, folks. Tom, Tom Harris from the Tom Square, Times Square Alliance. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back.
Attention condo or co-op board members. Is your building's exterior looking weather-worn and shabby? Are you in the process of planning for next season's improvements? Tired of having to paint every four or five years? Well, don't make the same mistake by just calling a painter. Call Susan at Rhino Shield first for a longer-lasting solution. Rhino Shield is engineered to outlast paint and is 10 times thicker than traditional paint coatings. Rhino Shield is a ceramic coating that is sprayed onto your building. I've seen it myself, folks, and it looks just like paint, but with many more benefits. Protect and beautify your buildings, adding value, dramatically reducing wall maintenance work while insulating and soundproofing. Condominiums, apartment complexes, and multifamily homes can all benefit from Rhino Shield. Rhino Shield ensures a successful, worry-free installation that bonds to virtually any substrate. Call to request your free quote by October the 31st and receive a 20% discount. You won't have to think about painting for such a long time. Call 877-744-6608. That's 877-744-6608. Or go to rhinoshieldofnewyork.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Tuesday night is travel with not one, but two Perillo family members tonight. Yes, Linda Perillo, my sidekick, will join me and co-host Per Normal, but her brother Steve Perillo, last parodied by Adam Sandler on SNL, will also join us to talk about the new travel show coming to the Javits Center this weekend. That's tonight at 7. Want more AM970 The Answer? Take us on the go with our Listen Live feature at am970theanswer.com or download our AM970 The Answer app today. Just go to the iPhone App Store or Google Play Store and search AM970 The Answer. Well, everyone has heard everyone here at AM970 brag about our client crews, and it it's a lot to brag about. It's a genuine brag. Let's see. Halloween is right here. You know, you blink, and then it's Thanksgiving. You blink, and then it's Christmas. And my birthday's in between there. Why not make the holidays truly memorable this year? On board the Atlantis Yacht with New York Cruises. Captain Fred and the amazing New York Cruises staff go above and beyond with every detail. I'm talking about the food, the drinks, the service. Whether you've been put in charge of planning the office, Christmas party, Hanukkah party, or looking to do something for New Year's Eve, why not take the party off land and onto sea? Think about New Year's Eve on the water with a 360-degree view of the New Year's Eve fireworks. The Atlantis of New York Cruises is the perfect venue for corporate events, weddings, engagement and anniversary parties, reunions, retirement parties, birthday parties, bar mitzvahs, bar mitzvahs, even a beautiful place to pop the question. You name it, you can have a blast on the Atlantis with Captain Fred from New York Cruises. Call 212 212-633-1231, 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today or visit NewYorkCruises.com. 
We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Well, you know, I'm going to say something about our next guest that, that, to be honest with you, if it was a woman, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable saying. But I will say this about Dr. Charlie Popkin, Dr. Charles Popkin. Besides being a spectacular surgeon, besides uh, everyone with a child who's involved in, in sports who should know this guy's name, he's a really good-looking guy. I mean, I looked him up online. I checked him out, a little background search. And uh, I want to welcome him fondly to the show, Dr. Charlie Popkin. It's Arthur Idala. How are you, sir? I'm doing. I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. And I know you know you slipped us twenty bucks to say the handsome part, so uh, you know yeah. your debt is due. So I want to cut right to the chase. Um, when I was a kid, um, we basically played like wiffle ball on the street, and we played two hand touch on the street, and that's all gone. At least in Brooklyn, New York, at least in the areas where I live, where every block had wiffle ball and two-hand touch. And I have no problem saying there were not a lot of concussions uh, or not a lot of injuries when that was happening. Now everything seems to be organized sports, organized sports. I have friends, doctor, who are involved. Kids are involved in these hockey leagues, these travel teams, and they're going all, they're waking up at four in the morning to drive to Toronto to go play, you know, a a 10-year-old is playing hockey in Toronto. Um, so obviously your practice and your area in pediatric orthopedics uh, is, has gone through the roof because of, of these kids and, and the, the sports that they're playing. Uh, one other thing before I throw the microphone to you is what I've learned also from my friends is like when we were kids, there was like a winter, a, a spring sport, a, a fall sport and a winter sport. And now apparently like you focus on one and you play it like the whole year. So you're either focusing on baseball all year long or football all year long or hockey all year long. So these kids are even more getting more intense with uh, the play organized athletics. So tell us what you've, what you are seeing uh, in, in your world at Columbia. Sure. Uh, the professionalization of youth sports is probably the, the short answer. Uh, everything that you, sort of pointed out and alluded to, I, I think is very true, particularly here uh, in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. I think your travel hockey uh, example is uh, is pretty valid. Um, and uh, yeah, I think um, it's unfortunate because uh, I think specializing early, we've seen, I think uh, has a lot of problems potentially with it. I think you take a kid um, that otherwise likes being out there. Um, I think there's a higher risk for them to eventually drop out and not play the sport because it's not fun anymore. Um, I think there's an injury risk that's been shown lately that I think is very real, um, which is also something that we are are seeing uh, a lot of. um, I think uh, big picture, like concussions are on the rise at women's soccer. We got like ACL injuries. um, And yeah, I think uh, your, your points are all very valid. Well, you know, people, we're talking to Dr. Charles Popkin. He's with Columbia University Department of Orthopedic Surgery uh, and New York uh, Presbyterian Hospital. We saw the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, Tua, you know, yeah. really get his bells rung and, we, you know, with the concussion. Now, I know that there are all of these concussion protocols that are in place now that were in place not, not that many years ago. I guess one of the questions I want to ask you is, I have a six-year-old son, Arthur, who I don't... Yeah. I could see him wanting to play football 
or maybe or maybe lacrosse. I could, you know, he's. I have another son, Luca, who he he doesn't want to be touched. He likes playing basketball. He'll he'll you know he'll play a little bit of soccer here and there, but he doesn't want to be touched. Arthur wants to be touched, and my wife's position is over my dead body. Is our son playing even high school football? Dr. Charles Popkin, what you know uh, and what you see day in and day out. Now, I'm going to preface it with this. I'm a criminal defense attorney. Most of the time, I handle a lot of DWIs. So I don't tell everyone, well, you know, you can't have anything to drink ever in your life and get behind the wheel of a vehicle. If you weigh 300 pounds and you have a a flute of champagne, you're not going to get a DWI. So with that in mind, knowing that you see the worst of the worst, uh, high school kids, can they play football now? (laughs) Uh, yeah, that is a that is a loaded question. I think uh, you know at the end of the day that's an individual decision. Uh, I think my own view on that is sort of changed. I, I played college football at uh, Colgate for Dick Biddle, and those were four of the greatest years uh, I had. But uh, I think you look at the concussion risk that is very real, um, and I think uh, as a parent, um, I can certainly understand why some people would say, "Hey." Uh, we're going to avoid this for our little guy, protect the brain, because, uh, you know, I think most people that play higher-level hockey or football accept a certain injury risk. But, you know, when you're talking about long-term sequela from concussions and you're talking like memory loss, anxiety, a lot of depression, it can become a completely different person. Um, and that's a little different than saying, like, you know, hey, might need my knee replaced when I'm 60 or 70. Uh, I think that's, like, probably a little more swallowable, I guess, as opposed to being uh, – you know, an anxious, depressed person. If you're that person that's getting a lot of concussions, how's has the the equipment for younger younger people, whether in hockey or in in uh, in football? And I'm talking about you know, twelve year olds, thirteen year olds, fourteen year olds. Sure. Has it improved much greater than it was for me when I was playing, you know, football yeah. in St. Anselm's in 1979? Uh, the football answer is yes. I think there was a company called Vices that. Um, makes a pretty good football helmet. It's a bit expensive, and they had their own company problems, but I believe they were recently purchased again, and, and uh, you know, we're working on a whatever concussion-proof type uh, helmet that doesn't quite exist now, but I, I think the Vice's helmet's probably the closest thing we have. Hockey is a whole different issue. The, the hockey helmet, I think the biggest issue for, for kids and frankly, college and adults is uh, they, they don't usually wear it correctly. It's usually too loose, and it can slip off uh, pretty easily. That's a whole separate conversation. What about fighting in in hockey? Does that cause the injuries, or is it more guys falling and whacking their head on the back of the ice, or whacking the back well, of their head on the ice? Hockey is uh, one of those sports that has its own intrinsic hazards. Um, that I mean, one of my passions professionally is to try to make that game as safe as possible. I think it's the best game out there. But, uh, yeah, I think fighting, well, the purpose of a fight is to knock the other person out. Uh, and the more and more we're learning about the you know, long-term repercussions of multiple concussions with you know personality changes, anxiety, depression, going to substances, um, I think hockey really needs to take a close look at um, – there are rules and regulations around fighting. I do think it's about time that we made fighting uh, in the National Hockey League uh, a game misconduct penalty instead of five you, minutes in the box. You know what's so ridiculous about the hockey versus football at this point? In football, as you know, uh, we're talking to Dr. Charles A. Popkin from Columbia University Department, Hospital Department of Orthopedic Surgery. 
in football now, you get penalized for taunting someone, for, like, making fun of them. Like, nah, 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 nah. Like, you know, I caught the touchdown. It's like a 15-yard penalty. Whereas in hockey, you can punch the guy in the face. And it's like, oh, well, okay, yeah, you're just going to sit down for five minutes. I, I, I find it a little comical and, and uh, hypocritical in terms of cons- consistency amongst the sports. Um, lastly, Doctor, I want to ask you this question yeah. or, or throw sure. this by you. There's this guy who came to my house. I don't know. Maybe you heard of him. His name is uh, Dr. Michael Vitale. And uh, he looked in my backyard and someone, I'm, I'm not going to bore you with the details, but there was a trampoline there. And as I mentioned, oh. I have a, a young kid. Yeah, okay. So I just heard your reaction. And yeah, Dr. Vitale yeah. just looked at me. He goes, you trust me, right? Yes. And you know, I love you, right? Yes. Get that out of your house right now. So tell me why, Dr. Charles Popkin, why does Dr. Vitale tell me when I, with my little kids around to get the trampoline out of my house? Those are uh, orthopedic surgery generators, those things. Those are, are good for business on our end. But uh, Why? Bad, the why? Bad. I got the message from Dr. Vitale. Yeah, why? Yeah, why? Uh, in addition to, uh, you know, I worry most about sort of like cervical spine type injuries if you kind of flip and hit that long, but... I don't think a month or two goes by where I don't see someone on call that's had a trampoline injury with either a broken wrist or an elbow. Is it from them hitting the side panel that's hard, or is it from them uh, trying to do things that they're really not – they can't do? Uh, What causes the injuries on a trampoline versus a kid just doing flips on the lawn? Oh, fair enough. Uh I guess it's what I've seen is certainly um, kids doing things they probably shouldn't be doing flip wise and then getting uh, too close to the edge where they're either hitting the hard part or falling off the trampoline altogether. Okay. Well, I mean, they, well, I, as I said, I listened to uh, Dr. Michael Vitale, Dr. Charles Popkin. I want to thank you. Um, I, sincerely hope I never need your services for anyone around me. Uh, but, but don't feel bad. People say that to me all the time. Uh, but the, thank you for all you do. I know you help a, a, a lot of people get their lives back on track when they're in some pretty dark times physically. So uh, keep up the great work, my man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you for finding the time. That was Dr. Charles Popkin. He's um, from Columbia University Department of Orthopedic Surgery and New York Presbyterian Hospital. He literally was like in contact with Joni up until the last minute about, you know, he was in between two surgeries and he jumped on here. He just wrote a big paper about, uh, I believe it was about concussions and childhood injuries. So it was, I, I saw it. I said, Joan, there's so many kids in sports now. Let's, let's throw them on the line. So you're getting it from the front line, right from the operating room. Dr. Charles Popkin from Columbia University. For 75 years, the Columbus Citizens Foundation has promoted Italian-American culture and heritage and has provided thousands of scholarships to Italian-American students who have academic ability but find themselves in need of financial aid for their education. It is no exaggeration to state that the scholarship program has literally changed the lives of students for generations. But the Columbus Citizens Foundation cannot do it alone. Help make a difference in someone's life today. 
To find out how you can help them, visit www.columbuscitizens.org, www.columbuscitizens.org. These talented students inspire us every day. Their leadership, passion, and pride in their heritage is a winning combination. The scholarships offer them a chance to pursue their dreams and contribute to their communities. The Columbus Citizens Foundation brings the Columbus Day Parade to New York City every year, and you can help them bring a quality education to Italian-American students in need by donating today. Visit their site at www.columbuscitizens.org. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Have you ever had a legal question about elder law or state law? Every Wednesday night during Kevin McCullough's show, you'll hear from Mike Connors himself of Connors & Sullivan, Attorneys at Law, answering real listener questions. Simply email that question to askmikeconnors at gmail.com or call Mike's office at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. And don't forget to tune in to Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. on AM 970, The Answer, and Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. on AM 570 The Mission. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970 The Answer. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag drifting through the wind wanting to start again? Do you ever feel feel so paper thin I'm a big fan. Like a house of cards one blow from Katy Perry. Happy birthday, John Anderson, former lead singer of Yes. James Carville, the political consultant, 78. Here we go, here we go. I remember I was singing this at, uh, I believe, the Biden inauguration with the fireworks. Greatest fireworks display I've ever seen. They blew it out. So, in 1970s, speaking of fireworks and presidents, speaking at a U.S. radio conference, yes, a U.S. radio conference, not a TV conference, a radio conference, President Nixon asked programmers to ban all songs containing drug references. Sam Bellino, I don't believe that took place. Yeah, I don't think uh, they followed through on that. I think every song Uh, has a drug reference in it now. 1964, the Rolling Stones appeared for the first time on the Ed Sullivan Show from New York, 
performing around and around, and time is on my side. A riot broke out in the studio, prompting Sullivan's infamous quote, I promise you they'll never be back on our show again. The Rolling Stones went on to make five further appearances on Sullivan's show between 65 and 69. That's like saying no new taxes. Um, the other thing that uh, I wanted to talk about was the um, article I saw with a video attached to it about uh, a python in Indonesia, this huge monster python that ate a woman. Uh, it was so sad. They And it, it's all on video. They, they have... When they find the python with this huge lump in the middle of it, uh, and then you see it with a machete, they chop its head off, and then they peel it back, and huh, what a way to end on Tuesday. Um, let's talk about some some positive stuff. Um, Mayor Adams and Governor Hochul announced that they're, uh, they opened two facilities with 50 beds in them for homeless people, and they're going to try to do their best when they see homeless people like the ones Joan saw on the train the other day last night after she left the station yelling and screaming like a lunatic to confine these people at least for 72 hours and get some it's a psychiatric uh, type of facility to get them some help because these are people who yes they need help but yes they have to stop harassing the good law abiding citizens in the state of New, in the city of well everywhere look I know things are not where we want them to be here but Go look at the New York Post app right now. There's a woman in California who someone just got out of prison and beat her to a pulp. This pretty, pretty lady. Her face is almost, you can't even tell it's her. And he raped her. I mean, just horrific stuff. It's a problem. And I'm not saying it makes it any better that it's not only happening in New York, but it's happening in, in major cities, major cities, including Miami. I know Florida is the best. Florida is the best. Florida is the best. Go to South Beach right now. You're not feeling very, very safe strolling through there. We look to our leaders to fix this. Tonight, actually, almost in like a couple of minutes, while you're listening to Kevin McCullough's show, you could simultaneously turn on New York One and uh, listen to uh, watch the New York One debate between Zeldin and Hochul. I believe it's the only debate. Uh, a friend, Era Lewis, is going to be one of the moderators. And he usually does a very, very good job, um, you know, monitoring these debates or moderating these debates. Uh, I wonder if they're going to ask a question about the sale, the rampant sale of marijuana, illegal marijuana. Because I can tell you in my own neighborhood, they have, um, there's an article that actually Sam Bellino just sent to me uh, about a place on 74th Street and 3rd Avenue. So that is very close to where I live. Um, inside Big Chief at 3rd Avenue and 74th Street, Brooklyn, the community of Bay Ridge, marijuana sales marked a transition in New York. We are not hiding anything, Big Chief owner told Fox 5 New York. Big Chief is one of many stores and dispensaries in New York City operating without a license. The owners have applied but are waiting for approval. They opened their doors back in August. I am just telling you, Right now, my friend who's been on this show, Steve Kessler, who's been in this business now for almost a decade, will tell you if there is no enforcement in terms of getting the licenses and collecting the taxes, this whole weed thing and and all of the thoughtfulness behind it is just going to go belly up, going to go down the tubes. It's never going to work. 
they need to crack down more than ever, more than ever on illegal weed sales if they're going to. Otherwise, the legitimate places, they have to charge more because they have to pay all the taxes and fees and all that to be in compliance. If they don't, if they just let anyone sell weed, whether it's on a corner or in a, and they have these little, I saw a cop cop tow one away today, these like little uh, things on the street, like they look like a hot dog stand almost, uh, or, or in stores themselves. If they don't crack down hard with major fines, major penalties, so that the guys who do it the right way, the men and women who do it the right way and get the licenses and get the insurance and pay the taxes, they'll all go out of business. And now we're just going to have a like a weed business that we're just not enforcing uh, the laws against. It's a big problem. And this is a state problem as much as as it is a city problem but it needs to be addressed immediately. The last thing to end the show with that needs to be addressed immediately are the New York Yankees. Luca and I were there Sunday night. I mean, there is no excuse for them getting swept. It's one thing if they lost, you know, three game, uh, four games to two, four games to three, it goes down to the seventh game. But, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of blame to go around. Um, I'm not a huge Aaron Boone fan. I think he manages too much based on statistics and numbers and not enough on gut and instinct. I think there's a balance between the two. Um, of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. I think Aaron Judge just got exhausted emotionally, physically, spiritually from the, the home run chase, even though they had that big layover between when the season ended. And Boone even gave him the day off. Aaron, uh, the coach, the manager, Aaron Boone gave Judge the last day off. Uh, so he even had a little extended break before he came back and played. Um, and he just didn't have what he had in August to carry the whole team on his back. So the Yankees got a lot of work to do between now and late February when it's uh, pitches and catches show up. Happy Tuesday, everybody. We will see you tomorrow. The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.